We launch season two of the Firestorm podcast with a bang. Robbie Dawkins is an international best-selling author, evangelist, and a passionate equipper of the church. Robbie carries an anointing to raise up regular believers to move in love, joy, peace, healing, prophecy, breaking demon power as a normal part of their life. And he puts it to use in places that most good Christians would be terrified to go. Robbie's been in pastoral ministry for over 30 years in some of the most dangerous places in America. And the Lord used that as a catalyst to take him to some of the most dangerous places in the world. Street ministry, Kabul, Afghanistan. Yes, Robbie is raising up the underground church in some of the most dangerous places in the world to defeat Satan as a normal part of their life. He is a devil stomper. And today on our show, he is going to equip you to do the same things. He's described by some of the finest power evangelists in the world as an amazing equipper. I agree. He's a personal friend. He's a friend of the Firestorm ministry. And we are excited to have Robbie Dawkins with us today. Hey, welcome to the Firestorm Live broadcast. I'm your host, Scott Gilbert, and every show is thrilling, every show is exciting, every show is different, and you never know what to expect because I try to keep it that way for you because I think the uh, expectation and the spontaneity is part of what's fun. You never know what the testimony is going to be. You never know who we're going to be on today, but today I am so blessed. I am so thrilled because, you know, my ethic for the Firestorm Live broadcast is to equip you, the body of Christ, the, we call them the peripheries. That means the regular folk, the normal people. That's who my guests are. My guests are always realtors and plumbers and lawyers and soccer moms and guys that work in the shipyard and business owners. And you know, none of us are big names. None of us go to a building for our job with a steeple on top. Uh, sometimes we have pastors, I shouldn't say that, but my heart is to encourage you that you're not waiting on anything more from God. He's waiting on you. He's waiting on you to step into the fullness. And my guest today is my friend, Robbie Dawkins. Many of you might know that name. Robbie has a huge international ministry that he'll talk about. But what I love about you, Robbie, and I'm so thankful you're here today, is that you make this approachable for regular people. Your, Robbie's actually the one that in so many ways launched me into the fullness of this. I'd walked with the Lord my whole life in full-time ministry, ordained, doing what I do. Uh, I had prayed for lots of people over my life. I'd never seen anybody healed. And you made it reasonable, approachable. It wasn't ethereal and, and for the elite. And I just stepped into it. And, you know, for me, listeners have maybe heard the testimony before, like the first person I prayed for got healed dramatically in public in front of a bunch of very far from God folk dramatically and is weeping right there. And I thought, how come nobody ever taught me this the way you do? Mm -hmm. So what I'm really thankful for for you is, first of all, the impact the Lord used you to make on my life. Yeah. But also the way you present this and the way you make it reasonable Mm -hmm. for all of us. Uh, I really feel like, so listeners today, you're in for it. You're going to level up, okay? We'll use, uh, we'll use classic video game terminology. We're <laughs> going to level up. We're going to go from where you are. There's always more. So, Robbie, thank you for being here, man. 
I Man, appreciate thank it. Thank you for having me. I'm yeah. excited about it. Yeah. It's great to see this happening. Yeah, it's exciting. Very so, cool. you know, for me, coming from an evangelical background, uh -huh. I had, I, I believed in the word. I believed all the tenets, all the things that we, I said the prayer. I wasn't seeing power in normal part of my life. I mean, I heard people talk about it. This happens in India. This happens overseas, Africa, wherever. And like a lot of you, I thought, well, how come... God's the same everywhere. What's the difference? Why are we not seeing it here? Mm -hmm. And then I got with folks, got together with folks like you who said, oh yeah, it's absolutely happening here. Let me show it to you. And we see it. So is it true that what we're seeing overseas maybe in supernatural is available in the grocery store in middle America? Absolutely. And I mean, that's where everybody should start. Uh, I always say, you know, Changing the world starts across the street. Amen. Changing the world starts with the neighbor beside you. It starts with the person in line with you at the grocery store, the other person pumping gas at the gas station. It just starts right there. And what you were talking about at the beginning, yeah. I was one of those guys because I was a carpet installer. Okay. And so um, I was also planting a church, yeah. but my primary source of income was, you know, and most of my week was spent being in people's homes and yeah. installing their carpet and things like that. And so all of a sudden, you know, as I kind of came into this, I would use those opportunities to pray for people. I mean, there were times that we would have uh, people that, that, you know, the lady of the house that, that we were installing for was, you know, flopping around on her freshly installed carpet, manifesting a demon. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> we'll we have to had, talk about that. There were so, so many things like that, that, that we just, you know, in, in, my, uh, in my church, my, uh, you know, we were an inner city, poor urban church where, you know, I, I would take gang members uh, and train them. I have them work with me and train, because they, they couldn't, they didn't know how to get a legitimate job. Okay. And train them how to, how to install carpet and, um, and, you know, and then while we were doing that, be like, okay, you see that guy that we're putting this carpet in his basement for? You know, ask Jesus to give you a word for him. And so, so I used that as a mentoring thing yeah. and, and to go for healing and everything like that. But that, that's where I cut my teeth. And I was asking the same questions you were okay. when you said that about, you know, so why, you know, why India? Why China? Why, why not here? What is it? And, and I started exploring that. And uh, in my dad's church growing up, we would see, we'd see a few signs and wonders here and there. We'd see a few people get healed. I remember my, my oldest sister uh, wasn't able to conceive mm -hmm. uh, and, and, uh, and we prayed and literally we brought her up front and prayed in front of the whole church. And I remember it was almost nine months to that day that she had her oldest son. Okay. And so we, I was like, and, and I didn't even catch it. Our associate pastor at my dad's church said, he goes, does anybody remember when we prayed? Can we go back and figure, find that date? And it was like within a day or two yeah. of that. And so all of a sudden it was just, you know, it was like, wait a minute. But all of those things were seldom and yeah. they were occasional. And so um, I was asking those same questions, Scott. I was okay. going, you know, wh why and what is it and what's going on? And, and but now, you know, um, as I began to stop and sort of explore and go you know one of the things the lord spoke to me early on was study the prayers 
the healing prayers in the New Testament. Go through and study those prayers. And I started studying them, and and I was like, they're like not long. They're really short. Yeah. Three words, Lazarus, come out. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Rise up, stretch out your hand. I mean, there was always these short prayers, but I, I began to notice... And so then I would go to pray and I would say, Lord, would you stretch out this yeah. hand? Lord, would you? And then I was like, and the Lord was like, you're not studying the scriptures closely enough. Okay. That's not what they're saying. They're not, I'm not saying, Father, would you come? I'm, I'm speaking to that, to that hand, speaking to that. And I was like, yeah, but you're Jesus. I'm not. You know, how, right. how does that work? And, and then I began to understand a little bit more of what authority we had and things in that. But I, I, I was asking all those same questions and trying to figure that out too. And, and knowing that there was more, I'll never forget early on when I was young, my parents took me to various meetings um, that, uh, that I remember, it was one probably of his last public meetings, it was Oral Roberts. Okay. And, and, Ken, and then another meeting, Kenneth Hagen had come in. Uh, a guy that few people may know, but Leroy Jenkins, mm-hmm. um, and and I was I was seeing uh, incredible healings happen, you know, um, and I was kind of shocked. Uh, Leroy Jenkins was sort of a a quirky guy that that uh, had had like a speech impediment, and I was like, this doesn't seem like the kind of guy that that you would expect to do this you know like you know Hagen had spoke very properly Roberts you know very tall very you know they sort of more looked apart but this guy you know just didn't seem and all of a sudden I began to realize man God's just looking for somebody that'll yield and do this and follow through and but I saw so much more healings at Leroy Jenkins meeting in all honesty, I was not that impressed with his preaching. Certainly was not impressed with his singing, and he seemed to like to sing a lot. <laughs> but, what, but when it came to healing, and I began to notice, even at, I, I'm, I'm talking like I was nine and ten years old, okay. but I began to notice, man, he's he's speaking to this body. He's speak, and at, actually, yeah. at his meeting is the first time I saw a leg grow out. Yeah. And so I'm just a I'm boy, sort of like Mary, hiding all these things in my heart, yeah. going, you know, wh- why and how, and you know, asking those questions. And so it set me out on a journey, okay. and uh, and it set me out, and 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 but those little things of like with Leroy's quirkiness and speech impediment compared to the other guys, right? I was like, something something got planted in me of. The God wanting to use the ordinary, the average, yeah. and it's because He gets more credit. He get people yeah. stop and go, "Oh, this must be God," rather than the individual. Yes, and there's something to that. You know, and, and we've talked about it, but that was Jesus's model. Absolutely, He didn't call the brightest and the best. No, nope. all of the apostles they had gone back to their father's business, which means they had washed out of the rabbinical process mm-hmm. that all little Jewish boys of the time would have done. Right? Why is Peter fishing again? Because he didn't make it. Right, right, right. So Jesus goes in and he steps in and he calls not the elite. Right. But the everyday. Yeah. And is he still doing that today? I think more so than ever. And I think I think that there's you know, I'm gonna say something here that some people may not like, but there's there's we in the church, we've we've created a celebrity speaker conference culture that I think has been very unhealthy. 
and I don't think it's the model that God intends to, to have. Yeah. And, and I don't think it's on God's part. People will think, oh, God's elevated that person. I think they started off doing everything they were supposed to do, but then all of a sudden we slip into a, we slip into a glamorizing that individual and they are our rock stars. Right. And I mean, I've battled a bit of that myself and having to stay focused. That's one of the things that going to the Middle East does is it resets that inside of me, you know, because nobody there recognizes me on a plane. Nobody there recognizes me in a market. Nobody there, and I hope they don't when I'm there. You know, I don't want them to recognize me. Right. I want to blend in because otherwise it could get you killed there, you know? And so like in Afghanistan, nobody's like, hey, you're Robbie Dawkins, you know? And so, but, but one of the things that, that I think is really powerful is how that, the way that God is wanting to dismantle that, because again, it gets to where, and, and, I, and I, I don't blame the people that this has happened to. I think we as the broader church have to be careful of it because we, we lift them up to a, to a place that, that puts them in a place that really only Jesus should be in Amen. in our lives. We should admire them. Yeah. We should respect them. We should honor them. We should value who, who they are, what they do, what they bring to us. But sort of the, 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 the celebrity culture in the church thing has, has done a lot of damage to where people are looking and going, hey, they can do that, but I can't. Exactly. That's, that's for them, not me. And so I think the, 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 what the you know, programs like what you're doing here is going to be very significant for people to realize wait a minute, this isn't for the elite. This isn't for those who, who, who have been tapped and right. made you know, to seem special. But God is looking you know, just for the most, most average, mundane, ordinary to do the extravagant with, to do yeah. the most amazing things with because that demonstrates his power. It's like, it's like I love what uh, you know, Paul says in 2 Corinthians where he says, he says, I didn't come to you with excellent speech of man's wisdom, but with a demonstration of power. Not to connect you to me, but to connect you to the Father. The demonstration of the power shouldn't connect you to me, but it should connect you to the Father. And equipping people to do that demonstration of power, equipping them as I do, as you do, to equip them to do that, you're connecting them with the Father, and it's connecting us and giving that with the Father too, because we're connected with the Father, heart of God, because that's what motivates us. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, we're just going, oh wow, I didn't know I had all this authority. I didn't know this was as powerful. Yes. And, and so as we speak and as we release you know, uh, life, you know, by, by scripture says life and death is in the power of the yeah. tongue. As we release that life, as we release that healing, it happens because, you know, because many times that we're the most ordinary, mm-hmm. that we're the most average. And, and that again brings a relationship to the Father. And that's what God's looking for. God's not looking for talented, because God can give talent. God's looking for availability. He's looking for those who are just available for him to use. He can give gifts. He's a gift-giving father. Yeah. And he can give the gift. That's not a problem. Yeah. It's, it's our, our availability, which is gets into our will, and that's free will, you know, yeah. to give and to want to, is the thing I think God's looking for most. But yes, he wants it to be the most average. He, wa- he wants our neighbors around us Rather than saying, hey, let me take you to this meeting where you can meet this person yeah. or be in the influence of this or do 
those that's not bad things, but he wants them to experience Christ in you. The hope for of you to experience yeah. Christ, for them to experience Christ inside of you coming out. And as my friend Brian Blount says, when we do that outside of the church, we're putting Jesus on display. Yeah. We're putting him on display for everyone to see they want Jesus. When we step out and do healing, give words of knowledge, minister in the power gifts, we're putting Jesus on display so everybody can see, I want to serve Jesus. I want to serve that God because he's, he's actually the only one yeah. and he's real. Yeah, and I think, you know, for me, coming from a strong evangelical background, uh, like I said, I believed in all the words of Jesus because I got all the words and I knew the words. But yep. uh, And it might have been because you suggested it, but I did the exact same thing. I went through and I just kind of studied and researched the way Jesus prayed for people. And you're right. He didn't pray long prayers. See, here's what I learned. This was the prayer. This is what it sounded like before I met you. It was, <laughs> Father, if it's your will, you can heal so-and-so, blankety blank. Right. Um, I never saw anybody healed. I saw lots of people die. Right. I remember you and I have talked. You did too. Yep. Right? Everybody you prayed for didn't, yeah, and I some died. Like I killed them. Yes. <laughs> and it was prayer. so discouraging. <laughs> um, and, and it was even worse in the church because yeah. I really never had a model of praying for anybody outside of a faith community environment. Right. There was never any encouragement of, hey, when you're in the, when you're in line at Starbucks, right. connect with the barista or the guy behind you and just see what, you know, what's the Lord doing with you? How can I pray a blessing on you? That was radical right. that I learned from you and some others. But I think we in the church, we have this idea, this mo the only model that I saw was, Lord, if it's your will. Yep. And that just had to go. And, and, and if you could maybe talk about the, um, you know, we're sworn police officers, but we're calling into the yeah, captain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was a great story. Well, you know, to, to hit on, on that part first, the thing of it is, is that, you know, when we pray, Lord, if it be your will, there's only really two times. One time Jesus instructs a prayer like that. The other time he, he prays that in the garden. In the garden, yeah. Uh, but that is not a prayer for healing. Jesus never prayed like that for healing. Yeah. And what we've done is we've applied that as a healing model prayer, but it's not for healing. That is, that is a literally a surrender, a surrendering of a will for the day or for the moment or for the decision. Lord, if this is your will, I'll do it, you okay. know, and let your will be done. Direct me with your will. But to say if it's your will to be healed is an implication that God doesn't want people healed. Right. And Jesus said, hey, I want everybody to have life and have the best life, have life to its fullness. So by that passage alone, we know God wants them to be healed. Yeah. He wants their healing. And so to, to approach it from the standpoint of does God want to heal or doesn't he, does, of course he wants to heal. The opposition is the enemy. It's mm. not the will of God. Yeah. And so we, we've gotten that off, off track. But speaking of authority, the question yeah. that you asked when it comes to the authority, we're sort of like that prayer of, Lord, you know, would you come and heal them? Or, Lord, would you come and do that? I always use the analogy if a police officer, yeah. you know, is is radioing in because he's seeing, a, a you know, a, a thief break into yeah, a car. bank robbery or something. Yeah, yeah, something going on. And he radios down to the police chief and says, hey, you know, I'm watching a guy break in right now. You know, I'm, I'm, I've, I've, I've got him. If you'll get down yeah, here really down. quick, you, you can arrest him. You know, I'm seeing him, if you arrest him, well, what's that police chief going to say? You arrest him. You go 
cuff it. You've got the badge. You've yeah. got the authority. You've got the gun. You've got the power. You know, you've got the cuffs. You can bind it. Yeah. Arrest them. Do it. You yeah. do it. And that's what the Lord is speaking to us. The power, and that's significant because that reinstates us back to our original place of power and authority that God gave us in the garden. In the garden. With the first Adam. Yeah. And so Jesus came to reinstate all that. All the miracles Jesus did, all the signs and wonders he did, was there to show us what we could do. Yeah. He's not demonstrating his power because he actually left his power in heaven. And he's left that with the Father, and he came as normal human being, empowered by Holy Spirit to do these things. Same Holy Spirit we have. It's the same Christ living in us, same Holy Spirit living in us. So we have all the power and authority living in us to go do everything that Jesus did. Yeah. The only thing we're lacking is activating that. And it's I, putting it on display and releasing it. And I think part of it, like for me, from an evangelical background uh, and a Catholic background before that, was um, that was like anathema to say that Jesus, you know, did everything he did as a man in perfect relationship. Right. He's God. Oh my gosh. So of course he can do it. He's God. Right. But then we see him say things like, "The Son of Man can do nothing on his own. I only say what I hear the Father saying. I only do what I see the Father doing." He makes it really clear that he did. He fasted. He calls himself the Son of Man for more than the Son of God. Yeah. You know, in when he was here, you know, and that was a communication of saying, "This is why I've come, is to come from this born of the natural, born of the, but activating the Spirit." Yeah. You know, the the, the Holy Spirit that that's that's there for you, that's there for me. I mean. It, all of the, all of that language is significant. It wasn't just a nickname he gave himself. Right. You know what I mean? Right. There yeah. was a significance of him saying, "Listen, you know, I'm showing what man can do." Yes. You know, and and demonstrating. And but he turned. You know, he came as the son of man to turn all of us into sons of God. Right. It's the upside so, down kingdom. Yep, that's exactly right. Well, maybe we'll talk about that. But okay, so back to the law enforcement analogy. I love that you're a you know you're a sworn officer. You've been to the academy. You got the badge. You got the you know all the firepower. You you have the the lights on the car. You got everything. And you're calling in. You're saying, Chief, Chief, you got to come down and stop this guy who's robbing the bank. The chief's going to get mad. He's going to say, Do your job. Right. 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 And I think what we're missing, if we compare the analogy to what I learned in the church, is we miss the training element. Mm. You can tell me I got the badge. Okay, I believe you. You can even tell me I got the, the gun. I got the lights in the car and I am all the, you know, the, the armor of God. I've got it all. I've got the uniform. But nobody ever taught me, hey, Here's how you cuff the guy. Yeah. Roll him over this way, put his hands behind, you know, right, bend your knees, right, all right. that stuff that, you know, nobody ever gave me the tactical technicals sure. until you. Praise God. So if we could just talk about if there are And let me yeah. if I can, let me say this because I think I think I think part there's I think there's two parts as to why that's the case. And 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 you know, it may sound a little strange and I don't mean to make it sound critical. But there are, there's literally, I, you know, I kind of hate to say this, but it's true. There are, and, and they don't understand the value of it. But there's literally people that are doing this type of ministry that that have come to me and said, "Look, you're 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 kind of giving away trade secrets here. You're kind of giving, you know, can you yeah. kind of don't tell so much." Yeah. 
And they may start off by saying, listen, you're inviting people to demonic attack by doing that. Like the enemy's really going to come after them, really. And I'm stopping and I'm like, that sounds like a different motive than what I'm thinking. You know, I mean, and the whole thing is Jesus said, freely you've received, freely really give. Good. And so it, it's important that we're constantly giving away. I remember John Wimber's widow, uh, Carol Wimber, uh, who's still alive today, a dear friend. Um, I was in her house and, and, and she was making lunch uh, for me and my kids, uh, family that were there. And she said, um, she, I asked her, I said, hey, Carol, I said, what kind of advice would you give somebody like me? Yeah. In my situation and this, what kind of advice would you give me? And she goes, as an itinerant, as all that, and she looks at, she stops, she pauses, she kind of nods, and she goes, Robbie, if you'll seek to give away everything that you have in this, God will always make sure you have more. Amen. He'll always multiply. Yeah. But you got to seek to give it away. you got to seek to empower others. you got to seek to give it to, to others. Yeah. And she goes, God will make sure you always have more, but always seek to give it away. And so I, I came away from that having a shift of thinking. Another reason why, too, is that, you know, pastors and leaders, if they don't particularly operate in a gift or mm -hmm. thing, they get a little bit nervous when other people are doing it and getting attention and it's yeah. not their gift. It's an insecurity. Yeah. It's a human thing. I don't, I don't hit them too hard with sure. stuff because it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's being a human being and it's the insecurity. The other is also an insecurity, too. Yeah. Hey, this is trade secrets. Don't give it all away. But they don't understand this isn't about us. This is about global transformation. Mm -hmm. This is about global revival, a global, truly global awakening, a truly global stirring of the spirit. And in order for that to happen, as many believers as possible need to be operating into this and be functioning in this. So it's crucial that we're all doing that and, and engaging in that. And I forgot the second part of your question. No, it's okay. In uh, talking about all that, forgive no, me. No, it's just that we were lacking the, the training. Yeah, 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 nobody yeah. ever taught me the training. Uh, until I met you, right. and, and I felt like that, and, and honestly, that's what the Firestorm ministry is all about. It's about equipping and training you, uh, giving away the trade secrets, that's because honestly, the word says, basically, you keep what you give away. Absolutely. You want more love in your life, go love more people. Uh, if you have money problems, what's the word say? So, give more, yeah, right? So, so it's an upside-down kingdom. So if you want to see the Lord moving through your life, you just got to go activate Yep. Out of you will come rivers of living water. Yep. What does that look like? And I always share with people, if there is a, like a particle that carries the anointing, uh -huh. it's love. Yes. Oh, so, that's so if that's you're not good. operating in that, if you're operating to build your ministry, I think you're in dangerous territory. That's true. If you're operating to get a name for yourself or just because... You kind of get your identity from, hey, the last person I prayed for, you know, they they can only move their arm this much. And then after I prayed, they were like, oh, it's better. I right. need to find somebody else. But now I need someone to do both legs instead of just one arm. Right, you know, right. I've seen one deaf ear. Now I want to see two blind eyes open. You're getting your identity from something that's not eternal. Right. We need to get our identity from the Lord and what he says about us. So I think that's another danger is once you start moving in this, um, people ask me, you know, what we teach on a couple, like two major things. What do I do when they don't get healed? Everybody wants to talk Big about question. that. Yeah. And I always say, well, what are you going to do when they do get healed? Yeah. And nobody really has a reference for that. And I think honestly, it's way more dangerous 
to you if you're not in the right mindset mm -hmm. when they do get healed. Yeah. Because you're going to think that it's a stamp of God's approval on your life. <laughs> yeah. You're going to think that I'm the man. Yeah. And uh, the danger with that is I always tell people, start with the premise that it's not about you. Exactly. So if you pray for someone and you don't see a manifestation of healing, it's not about you. That's right. And also, if you pray for someone and they get out of the wheelchair and run around the building, still not about you. Yeah. Both of them will crush you. So get yourself out of the way. It's one of the things you taught me. It's right. not about you. I love it when you coach and teach on this. You don't pray for anybody. Right. You get right. the regular people. I know well, I'd love for you to talk about some of your international stuff, but you get little 11-year-old Muslim girls in these mm -hmm. Muslim-dominated countries right. who in those countries have, you know, women, young women especially, have zero zero um, value value yeah and you call them up right publicly and they pray they're not even christians no they're muslims and they pray for people and they get healed because of the authority right so and, and i remember you told me you just you this is the way you taught your kids well that's how so, i learned that's how i learned to train other people okay even in my church is starting with my children okay and I just, I, I want it, because I remember, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there looking, here's my nine-year-old, my 10-year-old son, yeah. and I'm like, at nine and 10, I was going to those meetings and going, how do they do this? Yeah. And so I was like, <clears throat> I want to give them that culture. I want to give them that, that practice. I want to give them that understanding that they can do this, yeah. you know, at an early age and see it happen and see it work. And so that's how, that's. You know, for me, that's 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 how I started out. Was okay. with, and then I would I would go. You know what? This this simplistic approach yeah. will probably work for my church. Yeah. It'll probably work for the people in my church. And and just taking that in and doing that, you know, on a Sunday morning, on a, you know, uh, and and you know, we would I would stop and I kind of block out about ten or fifteen minutes and go, okay. We're gonna, we're gonna, you know, every other week go for healing. Every other week go for kind of prophetic and sort of alternate it and use it as an equipping moment. And it worked. It yeah. got traction. People started jumping out and doing it. They started going, "Oh wow, you know, we can do this. It's amazing. We had no idea." And um, it it just brought a release, you know, to people. But just starting with the simple, really, it's not that complicated. Yeah. It really isn't. And and. And if I could speak to, back up just a little bit, something you said, you know, when, when people aren't getting healed, you know, we, we, we have a tendency to blame ourselves. Oh, I've got a lack of faith. Oh, there's probably some sin I forgot to confess, you know, because we're always battling that. And then we can stop and go, oh, this is this and this and make, it, make that as the point yeah. rather than seeing we've got a real enemy who's really fighting against it. He's, he's, he's wanting to kill everybody on the planet. Yeah. And so, there's, so realizing that, that that opposition is coming from him, it's not a lack of permission or authorization from God, but it's the enemy coming to fight and steal and kill, kill and, and to destroy. destroy. And so we're in that, we're battling whenever, if I could say this, whenever yeah. somebody doesn't get healed always go for the spiritual demonic side yeah. that's causing spirit of infirmity spirit of death spirit of fear whatever whatever you sense in the moment to break you know and and go against that you know and and then pray for them again and yeah. you know it, even where we were at last night when mm -hmm. we were together we saw that happen once we started going after the spiritual element and yeah. it took two or three times 
But then it started it to drop, and yeah. it start, we started to see the lessening and started to see the transformation. And that's all good stuff. You know, it's, everybody wants to go pray one time and see the person instantly healed. The problem is, is that if we do that, and we see that all the time, when we hit something where yeah. there's opposition, we'll get discouraged. Yeah. And here's the thing, if I'm blaming myself, you know, for the person not getting healed, then who's the glory for? Exactly. In other words, I'm yeah. sitting there saying, if they yeah. get healed, then then it's for me, and it's not. If I don't see the results I want to see, and I yeah. get upset, who's the glory? It's for? about you. I'm saying That's, it's about me. I'm saying yeah. the glory's for me. Right. But if God gets the glory when they're healed and when they're not healed, yeah. You know, and and we're just like, Lord, I, here's here's what I think the Father's most pleased in my obedience. Yes. He said, heal the sick. Yeah. He did. He's more. He's more. He's more blessed by. Of course, he wants to see them healed. He's more blessed with my follow through. He's more blessed with me going after it. Just simply because I'm like, you know, you're you're king, and you said go do, and I'm going to do, you're and just follow through with that. Yeah, the obedience I think is more the the objective that he's yeah. wanting to see than anything else. Yeah, agreed. So you're listening to the Firestorm live broadcast. I'm your host Scott Gilbert, and my guest today is my friend Robbie Dawkins, who is, in my opinion. Um, the finest equipper teacher that I've met with the street cred and the international following. People respect him. He, he has a, a way of encouraging and building up the body so that I feel like, man, you're just creating like a supernatural army all over the world. I pray so. That are like <laughs> little shock agents, you know, the, the Holy Spirit ninjas yeah. that are getting into the world. They're, you're not setting up people in, you know, big names, but you're setting up the regular folks mm. like me, like you probably. So if we were going to coach people that are yeah. okay, so I'm going to suggest that you are a believer. You've already prayed in fullness to receive Jesus. Um, we're going to go from that perspective sure. because that is foundational yep. to an extent. Although, although in the scriptures, we got the disciples healing the sick, casting out devils. They're not even saved yeah. yet. But before the cross. Before the cross. But we're not going to go there, but just know that'll tweak your theology, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. But just for now, we're going to assume that we're all, you know, you're, you're already, you prayed to receive Jesus in fullness. You're moving in. Out of me will come rivers of living water. Okay, Lord. How do I do that? What does that look like? Right. What do, yeah. what, what, what do we do? You know, I mean, there, there's, there's different parts of this. And one of the, sometimes praying for the person is not the scariest part. Sometimes the part that's the scariest part is just approaching the, the person. The intro. Absolutely. Yeah. How do you, how do you yeah. introduce it? How do you speak up? How do yeah. you, and uh, there's different ways of doing that. And, and I think that's kind of important to hit on. Yes, uh, one of the, one of the, there, and there's, there's different books that have been written that help with it. Uh, my book, Do What Jesus Did, gives several types of approaches in there um, and sort of do greater things. But there's also um, Kevin Dedman's Treasure Hunt. Okay. Uh, different people have written John Wimber's Power Evangelism. Uh, different different books that give different approaches. Uh, a new one that's out is uh, one that I mentioned before uh, with Brian Blount, uh, Putting Jesus on Display. Great book. Gives Again, gives an idea of, a, of an approach, of different approaches to make. But one of the things is just stopping and if you stop and, and just like, let's say, you're, let's say you're in a grocery store mm -hmm. and there's four or five people that are kind of in your area shopping and, and you look at one of them and even if you just stop and say, Lord, show me something for one of these people yeah. 
and then go up to them, okay, all of a sudden I may feel pressure in my shoulder or, or uh, sometimes for me, I'll just feel a touch. It'll feel like somebody just touched my shoulder. I don't feel pain, I don't feel pressure, it just feels like a touch on my left shoulder. And then I'll step up to them and I'll say, hey, strange question I know, but do you have any problems in your left shoulder? You know, and, and you know, typically, if that's the case, if there's a physical manifestation of pain, pressure, touch, whatever, yeah. heat, yeah. cold, anything like that, tingling, any of those things, but t t people are always like, well, I ask God to generally give me those. But in that moment, ask him specifically. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I could feel it in my knee, my hip, any part of it. But if this time it's the shoulder, just walk up to that person and say, hey, and it sounds like a strange question, but do you have any problems in your left shoulder? Yeah. Typically, the response is going to be, why do you ask? Yeah. And then what I just say is say, you know, God shows me stuff for people. And I just was kind of looking at the few people here and said, Lord, do you want to show me something for these guys? And I just felt a touch there, which for me typically means there's something there. So you're super is honest with going, them. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just is there something that's going on there? And then, and now I don't bring up the prayer part first. You know, I, I wait on that. And then if they're like, well, yeah, you know, I slept weird last night, and it's been stiff and hurting today. Yeah. And so, and as soon as they say that, I'm like, wow, is there a certain movement that makes it hurt? Where, yeah. If I go like, oh, yeah, right there. Okay. Whatever that pain level is right there, we're going to give that the number 10. You let me pray for you, Jesus will heal you right now. I All love it. All the pain it. will go. Full boldness. And what you're doing yeah. is you are releasing, you are activating that authority Christ gave you. When you say, if you let me pray for you, Jesus, yeah, Jesus is going to completely heal you right now. And you can even take away if. You could say, I'd like to pray for you right now, okay. and Jesus will completely heal you right now. Can I touch your shoulder? Mm -hmm. Um and, and, and especially when you go to do that and you go to say that, um, in your heart, have that place of like, this is going to happen. Yeah. Now, you may, when I first started, I was going, I hope this happens. Yeah. That's sufficient. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough faith. You don't, okay. you don't even have to have, as a matter of fact, I was afraid to say Jesus is going to heal you right now. Yeah. So I'd say, you know, Jesus can heal you he right can. now. Yeah, if it's his will. That was sort of my backup shoot, <laughs> yeah, you know, to be able to say it. Yeah. Okay. And so, but I was growing in it, yeah. you know. But when you say that, too, when you say Jesus is going to heal you right now, you are building expectancy in that individual. Yeah. They don't even have faith, but you've just built an expectancy by making that statement. And expectancy is... The beginning parts of faith and seeing things happen and so um, I, I quoted this last night uh, Smith Wigglesworth said the atmosphere of expectancy is the birthing place of the miraculous it's where the miracles are birthed in that atmosphere of expect so you're setting that atmosphere of expectancy this is the reason why preachers you know people training in this type of stuff when they go they will have, they will they will take time to share testimonies before they pray yeah. for people. Yeah, I always They're do that. They're building the atmosphere of expectancy. They're getting people to get in a place of expectancy. Yeah. And so say that Jesus will heal you right now, and and they're like, okay, yeah, sure. There's a curiosity factor yeah. that you're building yeah. up. I love that. Right. Don't say anything before. Some people want to say things like, if it doesn't happen. Yeah. Now you just turned it you all off. You just turned it off. You turned it off. You just now saying up. that he's going to heal you is the risk. Yeah. And faith is spelled R-I-S-K. 
you just put risk into it. You yeah. just put faith into it by saying that. It's like a declaration. This will happen. And I, I think that is absolutely a crucial step, um, just to, to hammer that one home. What does faith look like in the 21st century? Uh, it looks like risk. R-I-S-K is the way we spell faith, right. right? So you show me your faith, I'll show you mine by what I do. Right. Well, this is how it comes together. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. That's Anything right. not done in faith is sin. That's dramatic. Right. So what you're suggesting is when I step out, basically when I step off the cliff, right. that risk, I'm going to grow wings on the way down. Exactly. Because it has nothing to do with me now. That's how it works. But you got to step off the cliff, man. you got to saw off the branch while you're standing yeah. on it. And that activates? Yes. Okay. That's an activation as you go to do it. As you, go, as you step out, just going to say, even approaching the person, you're activating. Okay. Even, even saying, can I pray for you, you're activating. You're, all of this is activation. But you're activating that authority that's sitting there. We're always saying, Lord, will you give me the authority to do this? Will you give me the power to do this? He's already given you the power. He's, yeah. He resides in you. It's there. You just have to activate it. And this is activation. And so, um, so then go to pray. And I always start with, Father, I thank you. Because Jesus, the scripture says, come into his presence with thanksgiving. Okay. And Jesus at the tomb of Lazarus yeah. said, Father, I thank you that you always hear me. So I always say, Father, I thank, thank you for healing power. I thank you for my friend, whatever their name is, if you can get their name. Thank you for Bill or whatever, and say, by the authority of Jesus Christ. Now, my first part of that prayer is me talking to God. That is me communicating to God. Father, I thank you for healing power. I thank you for my friend. The rest of it is no longer talking to God. Okay. You're not asking him for anything. As soon as you're done with the thankful part, now you're talking to the body. Now okay. you're speaking to the body. By the authority of Jesus Christ, I command the shoulder be healed now. I command tendons, muscles. I command cartilage be restored, muscles to be healed. I command vertebrae to line up. Whatever is causing this pain in the shoulder, I command it to come into alignment now. Be healed now for the glory of Jesus Christ in Jesus' name. You can do that in a minute, less than a minute. Should be short, yeah. yeah. And then say to him, say, now, check your shoulder. Remember before, if the pain you felt was at a 10, check it now and tell me, if before it was a 10, what is it now? They may come back with five, three, two. They may be at zero. Uh, if, they're, if they're not all the way, do it again. Yeah. If you hit by the second time, now, if they're, if they're higher numbers. Sometimes it goes up. Sometimes it goes up. I've wow. had it jump from 10 to 18. Wow. That's even above like, the yeah, scale. It's almost double. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, they, they were like, oh, it's so much worse. You know, I could lift it, I could lift it to here before, and now I can't lift it at all. Yeah. As soon as that happens, you know it's demonic. Okay. You know that it's spiritual opposition. It's it's a demonic fighting. Or if it stays the same, it's a demonic attack. And so then at that point, pray again and say, Father, thank you for healing power. Thank you for me. By the authority of Christ, I bind the spirit of sickness. I break its power and I forbid you from manifesting with pain and restriction of movement or whatever the issue yeah. is. Be healed now. And I command you, spirit of sickness, get off of them in the name of Jesus. And to go now. And the shoulder be made whole. So this person, now this is what I always added okay. in, in the first prayer, but I always add it in the first, second, whatever. So this person will know how much Jesus loves them and is pursuing them for a relationship 
be healed by the authority of Christ. What that does is the first part of it, Jesus is going to heal you, that turns up the risk to about three or four. Okay. Saying the other turns it up all the way. Okay. Because now you're putting something on the line. You're yeah. putting something up. So they will know that yeah. Jesus is in pursuit of them. And that's, that doesn't offend God. He's okay. not going, wait a minute, I didn't tell you to say that. First of all, because he's not, he, 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 we've seen the model of how to pray in the Bible. We just got to follow that. But if we, if we, if we really want to see something broken and want to see something, and, and, and expecting a one-time prayer and just walking away, so many people get healed, but we never know it because yeah. we pray and walk away. Well, thanks for letting me pray for you. What, yeah. Don't have them check. Check it. Yeah. Lack that, of checking is, is a lack of expectancy, is a lack of, of having a sense of that, hey, God wants to do something with them. God wants to release this to them. And so that. have them check. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, they're like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Hang on just a second. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, and let me, let me hit on the fact that as soon as they get healed, or even it comes down, even if it stops at a two or whatever, as soon as healing is in process, look at them and say, Jesus is healing your shoulder right now because he wants a relationship with you. This is him introducing himself to you. This is him demonstrating, I want you and I want to know you, and I'm introducing myself to you, and I'm saying, hi, I'm Jesus, and I want to be, I want to be in a relationship with you. And then w when they're healed, I look at them, I said, now you just heard Jesus' invitation by healing you. Okay. How would you like to respond to him? He just said, will you come into a relationship with me? How would you like to respond? What I love about that is because that's how you leverage healing into salvations yes. or rededications Absolutely. and a lot of times people i i didn't know that at the beginning they got healed it was amazing i said basically the same thing that's the that's jesus she's like you're amazing you're you know you have magic beans in your pocket or something she <laughs> says to me. that was the first one so they have no process they have no reference for this yeah. so they just come up with silly stuff and i'm like no that's jesus touching come your on. body right now to show you that he loves you and he's in hot pursuit of your heart Yes. And she's weeping and drying her eyes. But I didn't Beautiful. know how to then leverage that and say, do you want to thank him? Yeah. You know, or, or whatever. But I love that because the healing manifestation without drawing them into relationship with Jesus is, is not really a completed act. Right, right. right. And, and, it, and it takes it to the place. I mean, there, there's people that have healed body parts that will go to hell. Yeah. And so the goal, the end goal is, is the end game of it, is bringing them into in the relationship with Christ. Now sometimes, some, there's sometimes, I'll, I'll, it very rarely, but there's sometimes I'll pray for somebody and, um, and they'll get healed and I'll, and I'll have a sense to just ask them the question but not press. Yeah. And when I say press, I don't mean like, no, you need to answer. Yeah, get them in a headlock. I just mean to say, to say, hey, Jesus is wanting you. I'll leave it with, hey, Jesus just introduced himself to you, and he would really love for you to respond. Would you go and process that, think about that? But at some point, give him your answer of yes or no. Yeah. And if you want to say yes right now to the God who just healed you, the God who demonstrated his love, the God who just said, I want to be friends with you. If you want to say yes to that, we can do that right now. And it's very simple. It's very quick. Yeah. And it works. And people, so many people, once they have that, encounter I, just just a, a, a few days ago I was in a Buffalo Wild Wings and um, 
and was with a friend of mine, uh, had been in there two weeks before, and there was a young lady that was really bubbly, and she was our waitress, and hi, how are you guys doing? Hi, you know, and those people are fine, you know, if you're in the mood for those really, those sort of people. And they're, they're, she was super bubbly, young, I, I don't know, guessing early 20s or something, and just, just full of life, and it was great. It was, she, was, she was a very pleasant young lady and stuff. Went in there later, uh, again with my, my friend, a different friend actually this time, and all of a sudden, I just noticed there, there, that, that shine wasn't there. Yeah. You know, that glow wasn't there of, of her pleasantness, you know, and stuff like that. And I looked at her and I said, remind me of your name. She gave me her name and I said, I said, you know, I said, last time I was here, you were pretty bouncing around, happy. Yeah. I said, is everything okay? Yeah, that's awesome. And she goes, um, actually, no. And I looked at her and I said, are you having problems in the upper part of your back? And so there's you something got a going on with it. sensitivity. As pain. soon as I said that, okay. no, this time it wasn't a, a, a sensation. Okay. As soon as I said that, I just got the impression that that problem was there. So I didn't feel anything. Just it just popped. The in Lord my head. just pops it in your head trust out of the blue. Those. Yes. Trust right. those. Okay. We always think it's just us. Yeah. Trust that first thought, feeling, impression. When you ask God, show me something for somebody. Whatever that first thought, picture, sensation, whatever comes, trust it, and then yeah. say, hey. I think God just showed me something for you. Is this for you? Does this make sense to you? And she said, well, she goes, actually, she goes, the other day, she goes, um, my father, when I came home, she goes, I have a boyfriend. And my father is very jealous of my boyfriend. He doesn't like him, doesn't, um, you know, doesn't want me to be with him. And she said, and as soon as uh, he dropped me off, um, my father pulled me in the house and began to beat me. Oh, wow. And she said he, he, he threw me against this banister, stair banister, so hard it hit my back. And she goes, I'm actually, um, I'm actually going to the doctor okay. uh, in two days. And, there, and she goes, I went to the doctor before and he said, I'll probably have to have surgery for it. Mm. And so we pre so now there's a dramatic, terrible story. Yeah. You know, but we prayed for her back. One time prayer instantly healed now let me tell you something and you know this so many people think christians get healed faster not true no unbelievers it's get healed the faster. other way around to me unbelievers get healed it's faster. hard to pray for everywhere christians. Yeah. that's the case and so all of a sudden prayed for her 10 to 0 like that she's moving she's oh my goodness yeah. i can't what you know and she's like and starting to see that bubbly side come back and i didn't realize yeah. The reason for it was because she was in pain, both pain in her heart, pain yeah. in her body. And so I looked at her and I said, isn't that amazing? She's like, yes. She goes, what are you? Yeah. And I said, I'm a passionate follower of Jesus Christ. That's and I said, answer. this is the power that he gives those who follow him, okay. who follow him and not just what he says, but follow him, him with what he does. And I said, guess what? He just showed you he wants you to follow him. Nice. And he's inviting you to be a follower of his right now by healing you, by touching you. I said, now, and in this, your body just got healed, but now he wants to heal the pain in your heart from your father beating you. Yeah. He wants to heal the pain in there. He wants to heal that, and he wants to give you a new life. He wants to get, and she's like, I need that so bad. I really do. That's, that's exactly what I need. And so right there, just before she took our order, prayed, she accepted Christ. Scott, that whole span of that conversation the prayer, 
the other, her accepting Christ, happened within four minutes. And it's so simple, it's so easy, we, but we complicate it because we, we're expecting the rejection, so we operate in fear, all this stuff. Don't do that. Expect the best. Expect God to show up. Expect it to happen. But that girl, you know, her life was changed forever, yeah. you know? And I went back in to see her, I think it was uh, last week, and back to bubbly, back to, you know, all this. And yeah. she went home and told her father about, you know, her accepting Christ and told her boyfriend. And she goes, I'm making some changes in my life, which I knew yeah. meant stopping doing stuff she shouldn't do, yeah. that sin, you know? Which you didn't have to hammer. I didn't even say. Yeah. I didn't even say. She came to me. I told her, I told her, because uh, we were close to the church I go to. And I told her about the church. I don't even think she showed up there. I think yeah. she actually has gone to a young Hispanic lady. There's a, a, several Hispanic churches in here. I think maybe she's going to one of those. But all of a sudden, just I didn't even have to say any of that. Just the, the understanding that God loves her is not condemning her is so crucial. And, you know, you, you, you mentioned the thing about the Middle East. Yeah. This is what we're doing all over the Middle East. Yeah. This is what we're doing, training. I, I've been to Iran. I've been to Afghanistan. Uh, four times yeah. four times to Afghanistan twice to Iran uh, uh, and uh, going into these closed Muslim nations equipping the underground church taking them out on the street showing them how to do it taking them out in the market yeah. you know and, and showing them the risk showing them the power showing them the demonstration and watching God equip them we're wanting to start schools all over the Middle East uh, to do that to, to show people, you know, and, and can I give a, a yeah, website? Yeah. Go, if you go to our, our website, just RobbieDawkins.com, R-O-B-B-Y-D-A-W-K-I-N-S.com, and you look at the missions or the partner page, you can see pictures, you can see videos, stuff that, we've, that we are doing there, but we're wanting to start schools all over to train people how to do this, yeah. to train the underground church how to step out, how to cast out a demon, how to see people healed, how to see... You know God's power come and transform them, and uh, we need people to get behind us and yeah. help us and support us because we we've got a massive vision for it. We went three different schools: one in Afghanistan, ultimately one in Iran, but starting off in Armenia, and then one in Ephesus, okay. uh, Turkey. Uh, but there's there's so much that the Lord's doing in that part of the world, and so much that's happening. But it what's crazy is it works the same for them. Yeah. They're 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 going, you know, and, and, and they've had, because they've had a different theological perspective of having been born Muslims right. that are now believers, you know, God won't use you to do this. You know, you're not holy enough. Only yeah. the prophets can do this. So only the elite can do this. Now this makes That's the gospel what they've been taught. So, yeah. yeah. So this makes the gospel so much more appealing to them and for them to follow Jesus because, well, Jesus lets everybody play. Yeah. He doesn't restrict it to the, you know, to the, the superheroes and... You know, it's it's just such a powerful thing to see that happen. And we've had so many incredible testimonies that have taken place, you know, throughout. Um, if I could give one. Uh, yeah, there, we got about two minutes. So, yeah, and I want I'll, you to pray for our guests. So yeah, I'll make this super fast. That, uh, this one young man who had only been a believer for two months, devout Muslim before, and had an encounter with the man in white, which Jesus yeah, came to Yeah, it's very common dream. now, right? Very common. Happens, I mean, every time I go, more and more stories of that. Uh, has a dream. The man in white comes to him. Jesus basically presents the gospel to him. He accepts Christ. Uh, and two weeks later, he's hanging out with us. And one of the friends says, I think this, there's something on this guy. Now that guy, now these other guys have been Christians for many years. 
one young man who's 20 years old had already read the Bible through four times. Okay. I've never read the Bible through <laughs> four times. Okay. One time, and that's it, or probably over the years, you know, yeah. maybe multiple times. But took them out on the street, and this young, two-week-old believer is just boom, 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 seeing healing after healing after yeah. healing after healing. And man, he was so excited and so thrilled. Now, you would think that would make him want to go and start, you know, his own ministry, yeah. his own... Immediately, he goes back and he dives into scripture. And he's just like, I want to know more about Jesus. I want to know more. And then he's just continued on and seen incredible things happening. What's been amazing, his son had, had severe health issues who was only a few months old. As he has been going out and praying, and now this group of guys I train every month virtually, okay. or excuse me, every week virtually, you know, and have been for about the past uh, year. Yeah. But these guys, uh, now this young man had, was not a part of that, but what's now happened is his son, now we prayed for his son before, but we went to see stuff happen, but each time he goes out, he sees his son's improvement by about 5%, more, 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 because he's sowing and he's reaping. It's amazing. But they're seeing sort of testimonies like that throughout Afghanistan. It's it's absolutely incredible. Yeah, we don't hear about that in, right. the, in the American church. We hear that it's closed and terrible and all. But what you're saying is There's signs and wonders are blossoming all over these closed Muslim countries. And they are coming to the Lord in droves. Yes. yes. And it's more because of the opposition. It's happening more because the opposition is there yeah. because that's a greater risk. Right. You know, I've been arrested and put in jail there three different times, um, and, and then another time in Russia, you know, for the gospel. And man, yeah, I tell you what, it just it 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 that happening to me gives them courage because as a Westerner, they're gonna they're they're gonna imprison me or kill me faster yeah. than one of their own. And so it just, but that's the risk. That's the risk of taking it. And so in America, if we don't have the risk of being thrown in prison, they're not going to shoot us in the head on the street like they do in Afghanistan without any warning. Just yeah. boom. I have to create risk somehow is what you're saying. Well, there is risk already there. There's the risk of being rejected. Okay. There's the risk of being mocked, of being made fun of. There's the risk of losing relationship. So that's the risk I started off with. Okay. You know, and so that is a beginning risk, and that's good. That all works in your favor if you don't run away from it and press into it. So risk starts somewhere. I've just kept You kept ratcheting it up. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so that's the level yeah. up that it goes yep. to. Well, I would love it in just the yes, last little sure. bit. Uh, anything the Lord gives you to pray for our listeners. I feel like a lot of them are intrigued by this. Uh, it's a new model. Uh, they want to try it. They're a little nervous, like sure. all of us are in the beginning. But just whatever the Lord gives you for, you know, just to encourage all yeah. of us. Just a word of knowledge. Somebody just uh, at, just at the beginning of this had a headache, or or in, in, and maybe even another person. This came on you as you were watching this, but had a headache with pressure behind your eye, uh, and and a headache happening. That's being healed right now. Just I just heard the Lord saying He's taking that away. He's breaking that off, and just begin to roll your neck right now because it's just breaking off you right now. Uh, by the authority of Jesus Christ, uh, another person too. Uh, there's a there's been a problem in your I think it's your right knee, maybe the left, but I think it's the right knee. Um, and and I just heard the Lord say, check it out now, bend it, do squats with it, whatever, uh, because that's being healed. 
and there's just something that's happening in your heart, in your life, as we've been talking, as the Lord's doing something of releasing uh, things in you. And, and I just heard the Lord say, and with that person with the knee, also God is doing this with you to give you the sense of permission for you to step out and go do it with others. And again, it's the freely you've received, freely give. And so uh, pay attention to that because God's speaking that. But let me pray for everybody. Father, I just thank you, God, that there's not one person watching this that is disqualified. Not one person. Matter of fact, if you feel disqualified in God's kingdom, that makes you qualified. But actually, God is qualified to you because of his spirit, because of the power, because of Christ residing in you. And the Lord's saying, go for it. Just go for it and just release that, step into that, um, and, and he wants to bring you to a place of walking in all that he has for you, all that he has planned for you. And I just heard the Lord saying, don't shrink back, step up in Jesus' name, and you're going to see many incredible signs and wonders happen as you do. Amen. Thank you, Scott. Thanks, buddy. I yeah. appreciate it. It's it's so good to a spend pleasure. time with you. Thanks for just your ease of this. You make it so approachable, and I think it's definitely a blessing for all of us. So thank you for listening to the Firestorm Live broadcast. You can find us online at firestormunited.org. Yes, we are listener-supported. Thank you for whatever the Lord lays on your heart to, uh, to just encourage us to keep running like this. So into this. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, so into this. We're also on Facebook, Firestorm United, and uh, we just want to encourage and equip you. So uh, you can also go on our website. You can look at old shows. You can look at the testimonies and like the evidences behind those testimonies. Many of them we have before and after photos or we have video of people being healed, and it, that's always super cool. But remember, it's not about you. It's about what God wants to do through you. So I just free you and release you from the burden of what do I do? No, no, no. Just go love people. And the Lord will give it to you. He'll, he, wants, he wants it more than you do. So thank you for listening. We will see you next week. Bless you. Firestorm United specializes in equipping you to move in lifestyle evangelism. But sometimes you need live training. We have fantastic speakers available. Just go on our website. Fill out a speaker request form. Firestormunited.org.